2: Ready to kickstart your week with some dirt slinging and tire slaying action motorsports radio that packs the biggest guests. Hi,
3: Ken Block here. Hey, my name's
4: Julian Van Butte. What's up, Brian Deegan? Vaughn Ginn Jr. here.
2: They've been thrown into one show that has broken down the barriers of what a motorsports radio show should be. This is the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Racer, with support from General Tire, KMC Wheels, Dirt Fish, Gibson Exhaust, and MTX Audio, with your host who also happens to spend his weekends flying 800-horsepower trucks through the dirt, Jim Beaver.
5: When was the last time you saw an off-road rally driver begging to get behind the wheel of a NASCAR IndyCar? Yep, not happening, but you sure see these pavement racers begging to drive our cars.
2: And his partner in crime every week, a self-proclaimed Canadian moto chick who was jumping triples and taking podiums before most guys have learned to ride, Amy Hood.
3: No one knows how to say my last name. Like, is it really that hard? Amy Hood, like I'm from the hood. Don't get it twisted.
2: Sit back, strap in, and be prepared to join us as we take you through a motorsports ride like no other. Here is the man who carries a steering wheel in one hand and a bike in the other,
5: Jim Beaver. Good morning, welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here in the house, and uh, I gotta tell ya, um, it is, uh, I don't know, we got a fun one today. Uh, lots of chat, chitty chat talk. Um, finally able to catch up and uh, and do some stuff. Uh, I don't know, it seems like we've been slammed, like to the wall, pinned, uh, throttled down, and uh, we're finally able to kind of lift off the gas a bit. And I don't want to say coast, but uh, catch up on a few things. So, uh, Amy Hood, uh, we're going to have her and I doing a Q&A segment. Um, we got, uh, I don't know, we got lots to catch up on, on Supercross, what's been going on in my world, what's been going on in her world. Uh, we got Sarah Price calling in at uh, some point today. She just tested GRC lights cars. Um, and then uh, Joe Duncan from Terracross, his segment is back, talking some snow bikes and some Terracross. And then... Making his Down and Dirty radio show debut, we got Colby Rodriguez. With Red Bull Global Rallycross Chief Strategy Officer He served as head of motorsports Marketing for Red Bull for like 10 years and then uh, After he spent that 10 years with Red Bull 10 or 12 years I don't know, we'll have to find out He transitioned over to Red Bull Global Rallycross Now he's the Chief Strategy Officer Over there so we're going to find out all the details On 2017 And Red Bull GRC with Colby And uh, between Sarah Price, Joe Duncan Amy and my Q&A segments. So we'll be back after this break <laughs> When R.J. Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship-winning Razor XP1000. R.J. is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles, and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquered the wall of death in XP1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder RJ Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
6: The Subaru WRX and WRX STI. A 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready, 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry. It's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com rally.
5: 15% 15% discount
7: river and marina room starting at just 64.95 at blue water resort and casino our gaming floor is packed with the hottest new slot machines table games poker and bingo live entertainment fine and casual dining boat slips movie theater wakeboard island and fun for all book your resort stay at blue water resort and casino today sunday through thursday room rates start at just 64.95 based on availability book now at bluewaterfun.com blue water resort and
0: casino
5: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here. Uh, sounds like she had an all nighter trip across country. How's everything going, Hood?
3: Oh, I'm going great, guys. Um, with all my passport stuff that went down, I kind of told you about lost everything. Um, I got on my flight to Vegas. So you better believe that uh, I am making it to Monster Jam World Finals. But Instead of, you know, I'm supposed to be spending two weeks in Vegas, I decided to hop in a van and drive to California. So, I'm back in Cali for a couple days and then heading back to Vegas.
5: Nice. Rebooting, huh?
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
5: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about. First off, got to tell you guys uh, a little bit uh, about my podcast, Project Action Podcast One. Been knocking out some epic stuff over there. Make sure and go over to iTunes. You can rate, review, subscribe. If you do and you leave a review, I will follow you back. If you leave your Twitter, Instagram, at username. But uh, thanks to everybody who has been... uh, Listening in, one of the highest rated uh, podcasts in the sports section on iTunes, been knocking out some epic interviews with Pastrana Block and uh, Miss Amy Hood here, Sarah Price, Jolene Van Butte, I don't know, all kinds of different stuff rolling in there, Um, and then also I was just on the Adam Carolla show last week, went out to uh, Hollywood, got to do the show with Adam Carolla. And uh, my friend Matt D'Andrea. and uh, man, that was a good time. Like, I think my radio studio is pretty cool, and then you go into Adam Corolla's studio, and you're like, "Oh man, I, this is how the the real hosts live." Like, like seriously, it was good stuff. Uh, I don't know, Hood. Uh, next time I do the Corolla show, I think I'm going to do it again at some point. But I'll have to drag you over there. It was a ton of fun. Adam's a funny guy. Oh yeah,
3: I'm so
5: funny. yeah. I
3: mean, I'm when- always down for anything
5: yeah when you do something with uh with an actual comedian you know what i mean that's a host like it's just i don't know we we get talking about stuff it's kind of like you and i like like how the heck do we get talking about that like we started talking about uh something in europe and uh like motorsports festivals over there and i'm like this is so not the direction i thought this conversation was going to head but um it was good stuff anyways i think that's trending as one of the top uh automotive podcasts right now on itunes my interview with them so uh uh, I, I think it's more Corolla than me. That's the reason why it's up there, but it is, so we'll take it. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I don't know, Hood. We haven't caught up in a while. I rolled out Star Car. You're in the Monster Jam World Finals. Like, we've got all this stuff going on, and you and I haven't been able to get on the same page, but you are officially qualified in. Uh, I want nope, to call it the Young nope, Gun. No? Nope, no, nope. no? No, no, the, not the Young Gun Shootout, but what do guns. they call it?
3: No, it's the Double Down showdown, but none of us know yet. We actually, none of us have been told it's gonna get all released at the same time, and they're just slowly now releasing the Monster Jam World Final competitors, not the young guns. So we still got a little bit of time. So obviously, the first person to know is gonna be you. So we just have to wait a little bit longer. Well, that's crazy to do. Push it for like the very
5: end. So they fly you out to Vegas, but you don't even know if you're in the show yet.
3: Nope, not yet.
5: Come on, Feld, man. You guys are about the biggest tease I've ever heard. This is craziness. Uh, we need to get somebody from Feld on this show. I need to chat with him, tell him, you can at least whisper in Amy's ear and let her know one way or another, man. Come on, Feld.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it's totally fine. I mean, that's the way they do it. And it's very, like, you know, kind of secretive. We just wrapped up championships. So, and I know things, like, change quite quite easily and quite often. So yeah, how? got to give it some time. I'm yeah. okay with it. I mean, I'm still going. I, I do have a good feeling about it. So let's just, fingers crossed.
5: Yeah. So how did you, I know there was a point where you were right in there for the championship and then you got hurt. You missed like a round um, and it kind of kind of took a little bit of wind out of your sails. How did you finally end up though?
3: So with a whole missed show. So I had to sit out a show and that's a lot of points. I that could be up to like... 500 points missed out in the night and I finished one place, one point, one point, one point. How much of a tease is that one point behind third place for the overall. And, you know, I'm really happy with that. I kind of ended off my season with a high. I won one night. I won three events, freestyle, donuts, and ATVs. Um, and honestly, to, to be honest, I'm like, Zombie and I won the crowd and there's nothing more than I kind of, you know, wanted to do is to really just make a mark for myself and, you know, not just have the truck speak for itself but have myself and have people come to want to watch me and, you know, me as an athlete and an entertainer and performer and I really think I accomplished that goal and, man, we killed it. We killed it on our last show. Like, the zombie arms are going crazy. The fans were, like, absolutely wild and i had such good response like in the autograph lines and from you know emails from parents after and it was just that's really what i came to do and i did it and i'm very very stoked
5: yeah well and you know if the you know if there you know the, those points that were out there that you didn't you know get a chance to get you probably you know you would have finished with a solid podium so uh on the season that's definitely for your first year in monster trucks and a girl who'd never driven a monster truck until six months ago that's pretty uh pretty yeah. solid effort
3: yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked with it. Like I'm, you know, it's kind of bittersweet. It seemed like it went by so fast. Like I blinked and boom, it's it's over. But you know, I got three more shows after Vegas. Vegas is a long time, and then you know, and then it's you know, endless. Like who knows where it's gonna take me? And you know, I'm excited to do, to find out.
5: Yeah. So when uh, when after this is your next uh when is your next I mean obviously there's world finals and then are you guys completely off until like next January or is there like fall shows or like summer shows or anything?
3: Yeah. Uh, some fall stuff. Like we have uh, I have three more shows after Vegas in April and then um and then, then we wait for kind of like a summer fall type of schedule. So yeah. That's, I have three more that I know for sure.
5: Okay. Nice. So it's not like you're going to be sitting on your thumbs for another six or eight months waiting to get back no, in.
3: No, no. But it, but also, like, I'm excited to get back on a dirt bike. Like, I'm I'm excited to ride. I'm excited, to, like, you know, get back in my moto groove for the summer too. So
5: yeah, you've been on the road for a solid three months. Like, you literally haven't had a chance to breathe. I mean, it's uh, I mean, this touring life is pretty. Uh, I mean, it's pretty legit.
3: Oh, I love it though. I mean, I would never trade this for anything. Like, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you haven't been home or." I'm like, yes, yeah, so, like, how many opportunities do you get the chance to go on tour and live it up and YOLO it up, I like to say. So, you know, I, I'll i sleep when I'm dead. I take it in every day, yeah. and I love it. So I maybe. could be back home working a desk job, but yeah. I'm driving monster trucks.
5: Maybe just a little a little less YOLO, and maybe you'd have, like, a wallet and a passport hood, just just putting it out there. Maybe, like, just,
3: oh, just a oh. hair less YOLO. Oh. <laughs> I mean, i'm not even the one who lost it
5: uh, uh, <laughs> oh,
3: ha, 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 you made it funny are you adam carolla really rubbed off on you
5: <laughs> i just gotta give you crap when i can oh man so uh no, I yeah, it's got to be exciting for you to get back on a dirt bike. I know, like me, like I'm out of a truck or a Razor for a while, and it's like I start jonesing, and I know like this whole Monster Jam thing, obviously, you know, but it's still like, I mean, you know, there's something about dirt bikes that's in your blood, and like for you, like to be off of one for this long, like it's, there's got to be some, there's got to be that itch, you know what I mean? You're like, I just need to get on my bike. Oh, heck yeah,
3: are you kidding me? Like it's been, like I can't believe I've gone as long as I have, but um um, I have to go back to Canada before I can even ride a dirt bike. Like, I'm in California right now. I have the perfect opportunity, a couple days off, to go ride. But I can't because I need to go home and pre- reboot my insurance because your American laws are all crazy. So.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, your dad's got to be jonesing to ride with you, too, I'm sure.
3: Well, so get this, guys. My dad, who, for those who don't know, he's 61 years old. He's a gnarly dude. So he goes and breaks his hand, ice racing, like breaks it really good. Almost had to go get surgery, but rolling went down and he opted out, didn't want it. So, um, and then goes to the, like, we have that big ice race back home in Canada on the Canadian ice racing championship. And the guy goes and wins pro class five out of six races with a broken hand. (sighs) It's like 20 year old kids and he's 61 years old.
5: Your dad is gnarly. Uh, isn't
3: that crazy there's... is it like that literally makes me have to suck up any type of injury or whining or complaining or anything that i may have because like this dude has a broken hand and still going out and i think this is where i get my yoloing from jim because <laughs> Kim definitely lives the yolo you only live once Sleeps like you know he doesn't let anything get in the way of riding his dirt bike and it's absolutely crazy
5: yeah your dad is gnarly he's uh i can't i know i know i got an open invite to go up there and go ice race with him and i can't wait to take him up on his offer i just need the next winter i need to get up there and make it happen because i think it'd be freaking rad um
3: yeah for sure
5: but uh we got to take a short break we come back amy and i we got some more stuff to talk about a little bit of supercross and a whole lot more here on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor
8: 888
5: welcome back to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor jim beaver amy hood here and uh got to say um back to star car for just a second um the video from the mint first off thanks to all of you who tuned into uh, our launch video it was like 20 seconds of me just literally shredding a razor around uh, lake elsinore up in sarah price's backyard with her and james hill um yeah, I guess I took the cat out of the bag there where we filmed because we've had a bunch of people asking me where I filmed it. But uh, that was done in Lake Elsinore. Um, but thanks to all you over 100,000 views. I think we're at like 111 or 112,000 views to that. And just like that happened in like 10 days. So thanks to all you who tuned into that. Um, the first episode of Star Car, I don't know what we're calling the series, but with me, Jolene and Tanner, Um, From the Mint 400, it followed cameras around with us all weekend and documented the weekend and uh, has some racing stuff. Um, That is... That is going to drop, I think, this week. It was supposed to be today, but uh, we had a little bit of a delay, so maybe tomorrow. But it will be dropping this week, so watch my social channels. Listen to Project Action. Watch Jolene, Tanner's, Polaris's. It will drop, though, but we've, uh, yeah, Star Car is, uh, the next video is coming, I promise, and it'll be a good one. This one's going to be, like, uh, quite a bit longer. It's going to document kind of the whole weekend, so um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. How was your weekend, Hood? Obviously, driving across country. I'm um, sitting here chatting about Starcar. What's that? Well, you flew, but you now you drove uh, I guess drove from Vegas to uh, to L.A. Right? Um, uh, no San Diego. San Diego. I like San Diego, L.A. I hate. No offense to anybody living L.A., but uh, I don't know San Diego. She's got I'm a better vibe for me. How
3: do you not know this by now? Yeah.
5: Um. But uh, I don't know. I like San Diego a bit better than L.A. I like the beaches a lot better too. Beaches are so much better in oh, yeah. San Diego.
3: <laughs> uh... Um, Yeah, no, my weekend was good, but, I mean, did you get a chance to actually watch Daytona Supercross? Because it was probably the most insane race I have seen in a long, long time. Like, wait, didn't we not talk about this, that literally Daytona was going to jump, flip all the boats over and, you know, the whales were going to come from the sea like it was one of those things that any like i knew that it was going to be a complete change up of you know podiums and points and it was just going to be wild and it absolutely was i mean we had jeremy martin jump from 250 to 450 lead half of the race in 450 class Jeremy martin who couldn't even really i mean he didn't really do anything in 250 this year either and then we had our homie who you know we've silently been rooting for so long now finally like pull himself together and make it to the top of the podium Adams and Sorello praise baby jesus i'm so happy for him
5: <laughs> it's gotta be it's if you're adam it's gotta feel really darn good about now here's a guy who what was it two three years ago he basically lost a championship when he got injured with like a round to go i mean he had it in the bag and uh I mean, that had to have been just crushing to him. And then ever since then, it's like everybody's going, oh, Adam, he's, he's lost his step. He's not the same Adam and this and that. And, like, it's got to feel really good if you're Adam right now coming off a of win saying, look, man, I'm still here. I still got it.
3: Yeah, for sure. And, like, I mean, I even I kind of felt like he wasn't the same Adam and made a, might have called him out on this radio show before. But, uh, I, I mean, I knew that he always had it in him. I just think, like, he was young. And he needed a little bit of like growing up to do, like not me- always, not just mentally, but his body too. I mean, his he couldn't really handle a hit. You know, he needed to bulk up and beef up, and you know, I don't know. I just think he struggled with how maybe fast that he was and talented that he was, and maybe the shape that he was in. I don't, I'm not sure. I know obviously all the athletes are in impeccable shape, but I just think he needed to kind of go back to the drawing board, and you know start over again, if you will, and, you know, take it back to square one and, and learn something new and figure it out. Because clearly he was missing something for, you know, where he started to, you know, how he was doing. But I guess whatever he's doing and whatever homework that he's been doing is uh, paid off because he had ended up on the top of the podium and I absolutely know that's not going to be the last time we see him there now.
5: Yeah. Well, here's a question. Do you – because obviously Adam was super young. Now he's got – like you said, he's older – He's got a little bit more bulk to him. I think now we're seeing an Adam that's going to go and start winning championship after championship. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so do you do you think, like I look at a kid like Forkner, right? Super young, small guy. Obviously, he's got yeah. talent to spare. But I can draw a lot of parallels between Forkner and like seeing Cerulo from like two, three years ago. You know what I mean? Like I think Forkner's a year or two away from really being a good supercross rider.
3: I do too, but I do think Forkner is on a different level than Adam, because Adam was kind of this kid that grew up in the spotlight, okay? Okay. Um, super goofy, funny dude. Did he take everything as seriously as he could have? I absolutely don't think so. Austin Forkner, on the other hand, is like the Ryan Villapoto, you know, coming of age story, where it is just championship, championship, that is like his narrow mind focus, and the kid is very you know, a little bit laid back and, and quieter, and I think that their demeanors are very different. And I think kind of, and I think that kind of sets the pace for maybe their serious levels <laughs> of it. I mean, I know that's kind of, you get where I'm coming from. Yeah, like, no, I Adam, get it. Yeah. Adam really enjoyed the spotlight. and I mean, there's no problem with that. Like there's no problem with loving, you know, every aspect of your career and everything that comes with it. And, you know, being a good personality and great on camera and, goofy and funny but you know sometimes to win championships with how stacked those fields are you know you gotta really pull all that away and push that aside and and, and until your you know your maturity level is there you know like Ken Roxton can joke around all he wants because I mean you know he's winning you know but um, I just think that Austin's mentality is on a very different level than Adam Cincerello at that age so yeah. that's my personal take on it if I'm looking from the outside. But I could be completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, one could eat Wheaties and one couldn't. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, and we we got to circle back. we gotta we got to talk uh, a bit about uh, 450s. I mean, we've been talking 250s, but lots of big news. I mean, obviously you mentioned Jeremy Martin taking uh, taking second that's place. Crazy. Um, that's Jimmy.
3: crazy. That's crazy. I, I honestly think that comes from, you know, owning Millville. Having that impeccable track in your backyard. And he, he, is, a, he is an outstanding outdoor rider. And we all kind of knew that. I mean, he's outdoor champion two years in a row. And um, I think the kid struggles with Supercross. And then you throw an outdoor-style track, and you see who is going to slay it in the summer. And I love it because, it, again, it shakes things up. It's a good foreshadowing for what we're going to expect for an uh, outdoor series. Um, you know, Jason Anderson, very successful. Ryan Dungy, nah. I like it. I like that he's, you know, wasn't running at the front of the pack. It it just, it shakes it up. It makes it so that, you know, people's fantasy supercrosses will change up a little bit more. I don't know. I just like seeing, I like seeing something different. And I really like the foreshadowing of outdoors. I really like to see, it's really interesting actually to see though, like, you know, Jeremy struggled to supercross and on a 250. And I mean, he's a small dude. He's smaller than I am like height wise. And you think that he would struggle on a 450, but clearly that's not the case. So it was really interesting to me to see how successful he was on the 450. And, you know, has he been riding one for a long time? Or uh, I heard he just jumped on one. So it's, it's going to definitely make it for an interesting year. Now, now is he going to jump up to 450s for outdoors? I don't know. I mean, if, by the looks of it, it looks like he could definitely hold his own.
5: Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, I mean, I'm just looking at these point standings here too. I mean, uh, obviously Dungey still got the lead, but uh, I think everybody thought after Roxon's injury he was going to check out, and boy, have we learned that wasn't the case, man. Tomac um, is giving him a hell of a run for his money this year.
3: Yeah, and I voted for Dungey for my fantasy Supercross league on the weekend, and I lost twenty dollars. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Dungey. Uh-huh. You owe me, all right? Because I mean, I thought I thought Dunji was a good outdoor rider. Like I thought that's where his niche was. And I mean, dang, like Tomac's on it. And I, he I, is you, know, on you give Tomax a little bit of confidence, and he's gonna take the whole thing. Like he's. I just thought that maybe Ryan would be more of a safe bet because I know that Tomac is a little bit more inconsistent. But now we're seeing inconsistent Ryan. You know, bad start, um, You know, battling, having to work his way through the pack. And, you know, not kind of hole-shotting and checking out like we're used to seeing. And that's why he was always a safe bet. But, you know, it's very it's very different now.
5: Yeah. Well, and how good was it, uh, I know, to finally see Roxanne at a Supercross event? Ten surgeries yeah. now. Crazy.
3: I know. That's cool. not insane. He was supposed to lose his arm. Like, yeah. it's incredible. And I really hope, you know, the recovery process goes good for him. And I hope that. When he gets back on the bike he 'll be the same Roxanne that we know and love, and i'm just you know i 'm just wishing all the best and positive vibes for him for sure like i just we need him the sport needs him everything it's just
5: he hadn 't even hit his prime yet Roxen. either yeah he hadn 't even hit his prime yet he's uh, uh i think this was his breakout year, and like even like I listened to uh the conversation that uh That he had with uh, Ralph Shaheen, and uh, like you can tell, he's like he wants to come back. He wants to win titles. Like he hasn't lost his drive. He, I guess, his yesterday he had a uh, he had another surgery. To pull off like the apparatus off his arm finally, and he wasn't even going under. He they were having him give him. He was basically getting a local in his arm because he's like, I'm tired of going under. He's like, I'll just gut through the pain. Just give me a local, and that way I can fly home as soon as the surgery's done. And like I'm like, this mm-hmm. guy is like, wow, like, um, you know. But he's driven. He's just like, I'm over going under. He's like, I need to get ready. It's to, you know, I got titles to win. So he's like, he's he's already thinking about coming back and winning. You know.
11: I know. I love it.
5: So. It's definitely, uh, definitely going to be a uh, fun story to watch. I don't know if we'll see him back this year. I think we'll probably see him on the gate at A1 in 2018, which, you know, is probably a safe bet. But
3: Yeah.
5: Um, you it's know, too
3: bad how long of a recovery process that is. And But, I mean, for how scary the situation was, it's uh, – uh, he's making a great recovery. Like, he's one healthy dude and positive vibes. And it's, uh, it's so scary. It's crazy. I mean – I, just, I hate to see that happen to anybody so never mind you know our, the king of our sport everyone loves Ken Rockman so
5: yeah alright well we're going to take a short break and uh, when we come back we've got a couple of interviews and then Amy and I got some fan questions coming at you in hour number two all that and more here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor
12: hey I'm RJ Anderson factory Polaris driver and I drive Polaris because it's the most capable race ready off road vehicle on the market
5: When R.J. Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once, but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship-winning Razor XP-1000. R.J. is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles, and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquered the wall of death in XP1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder RJ Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
6: Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally.
2: Life is all about sound. The sound of sports. The sound of the racetrack. And the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive
9: around listening
2: to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this... Into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at gibsonperformance.com and get more power and more sound.
5: KC Highlights. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here, joined on the line by my good friend, Sarah Price. How's everything going, Sarah?
11: Hey, you guys. Going great. Just, uh, you know, another day in Southern California and working on getting in some race cars.
5: Yeah, you've uh, you've been bouncing around a bit. First off, I gotta thank you and uh and James because the Star Car programme wouldn't have launched without you two and the all nighters and all the help and support and everything else. So first off, thank you guys for that. Um uh, before I uh before we get into talking about all these race cars you've been driving. Um
3: <laughs> You're welcome. It was a
11: blast. You guys killed up death bit, and uh I can't wait to see what's to come from that car and from you guys, and it's going to be a great year. I just feel it.
5: Yeah, it's going to be be a ton of fun. I know uh, we learned a lot from the first one, and, uh, you know, James built a hell of a car that – Could pretty much finish the Mint with zero test miles on it, you know, or only a handful. I mean, that's uh, saying a lot about the car he built. But uh, um, talking about you, um, I know uh, you were telling me, um, you know, I think I was out at the Mint. You were getting ready to test uh, GRC Lights cars, and I was pumped for you because – I think it was like two or three years ago, I actually tested GRC Lights cars and it was different than anything I'd ever driven before, but I was pumped to get you on air to talk about it because, you know, you've driven Razors, you've done a little bit of road racing, um, you know, obviously Stadium Super Trucks. So, I mean, how was that? I mean, how how did that compare to anything else you'd done?
11: Oh, man. Um, well, it was it was something completely new for me. I uh, I never driven a car like that exactly, but they are a blast those machines are are just such a good time to drive you know they don't have much bottom end but they have top end. so you really have to be on it it's kind of like it reminded me as like a, a dirt bike a two-stroke we have to just be on the pipe all the time so like at first I was short shifting it and it's kind of like you can just rev it out to the rev limiter and just once you hit the rev limiter is when you shift and I was like oh okay cool and once I got that down, I I just started taking up time and I uh, got really comfortable really fast. I was uh, I think I just was having such a good time that I just took to it really fast. So it was a blast. And I tested with Twitch, and uh, he kind of felt the same way. It was kind of like a two-stroke dirt bike.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know, like me, the the biggest thing that caught me about him um they accelerate you know and you can wind them up and when you think you've wound them too much like it'll still it, it'll still go more um, but the biggest thing for me was the braking. like those things you can break so deep into corners. And that was like getting my break points, right. Was what took me, it took me some laps because I'd break and they'd be like drive harder into the corner. I'm like, no way, there's no way this thing would stop. And he's like, drive harder into the corner. And then I drive harder and I'm like, Holy crap. So it's like, when you think you're going to break for me, it was like, all right, wait another second. And then push the pedal. Yeah, exactly. We were
11: doing the same thing. And those brakes were so good on those cars. I was uh, actually really, really impressed by that. And uh, we did Willow Springs, so we did the streets of Willow backwards, so you come down that big old straightaway. Okay. And you're going probably, I never really looked at the miles per hour, but I'm thinking from what um, AF had said, it was about 100, 105, and then you're coming straight into a hairpin because we used part of the go-kart track, so... We had a super tight section after a fast section, and it's the same thing. They're like, hey, push your braking point. Push it in. They're like, you need to be on the brakes before you turn because that's what pivots the car because they're all-wheel drive and they're yeah. lined up. And, uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. I pushed it really hard one time and kind of, like, got it a little loose and, and almost spun out completely around. But it was good to kind of learn that that point, you know.
5: Yeah. I, I spun it out once, too. I remember it was like, like there's a point where you're trying to find the limits of the car. And, like, I've driven trophy trucks and everything else. But it's just a, it's a tough car to figure out. So it's like, you know, and I was lucky that, there you know, where we were testing in Lake Elsinore, uh, there was actually a lot of runoff room. They built basically a uh, a rally cross track in a parking lot of uh, of the baseball stadium there. Um they brought in dirt oh, and yeah. yeah, they brought in dirt and then they had tarmac and everything else, but there was a ton of run out room, so it was no consequences, you know. But I, I spun the car out once and I mean it was kind of funny, but um but I feel like you almost have to at least once, you know, so you can find the limit of the car, you know.
11: Exactly. And uh and also like you know it's really cool because they have all that data stored so we uh we tested with af racing team and so uh their top racer got in the car first and we could compare like okay this is where you're slower or this is where he's faster and and this is you don't have to be in this gear all the way till this point and it was really cool to see the data because that helped a lot when i went back out the second time to kind of be like oh okay cool so this is how the car works when he drives it, and he's obviously a competitor and has won rounds before, so it was really cool to kind of go off of that and have a little bit of a, a, a something to judge off of because uh, sometimes when you're out there by yourself, you don't really know what, what's good or faster or what's not, you know.
5: <laughs> yeah, how were your times compared to – was it Alejo that you were were there with? or?
11: Yeah, Alejo went out there first. And we had two cars out there. We had one that was, they were also testing with Alejo. So um, they had one car that they had a different setting on that was like a softer suspension, I believe. Mm -hmm. And the car was about, they said, a good half a second, a second slower. And then there was the other car out there that he had been racing in. I believe it was the old setting that was a little bit faster because of it. But um, yeah, he went out in both cars. He showed me and Twitch kind of how you do it, just you know, just show and get some time on the cars. And then me and Twitch hopped in, and I uh, I was in the slower car because I was too short, so they made that <laughs> car kind of fit me. And then Twitch got the car that was ready to go. So um, yeah, but our lap times were really close. So we were all within a second of each other.
5: Nice nice it's so, awesome it was
11: it was pretty pretty cool to see and uh it was uh it was really really good team honestly it was a great team and brad alejo he helped us so much
5: yeah so what uh what um i, I want to ask you about the gearbox because i know uh like Obviously, with all the razors and stuff you race, there's no gearbox. Um, then you go and you do SST, and and they've got a different type gearbox. And then you go in, and now it's a full sequential gearbox in the, uh, um, you know, in the lights cars. How did the gearbox, how was it you adjusting to the sequential box?
11: Oh, man, I loved it. Because uh, coming from the street car, you know, it's a regular 8th pattern, six speed, and that, that gets kind of, you know, it, it's you're you're having to think about it a little bit more, but in that car, it's just like once again, like the motocross. Like yeah. you're shifting up, you're shifting down, and it's just you don't really have to think too much about it because you don't have to clutch at the same time.
5: Yeah.
11: And I thought it was I I absolutely loved it because you can then throw it in and in the mid corner, it's just super easy just to put a gear and get get some speed. You know, in case like especially if you make a mistake, it's just easy to recover from it. But, of course, in those cars, momentum's everything. And if you make a mistake, it's going to cost you
13: a lot.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the racing's so tight, um, you know, in, in GRC with those things. It's like, I don't know, some of the best racing, I'd say, in motorsports, coming out of the lights division in GRC, everybody's – it's because all the cars are the same and it just goes down to setup, you know. But it, they're so close. It's so awesome. Lots of passing and, you know, banging fenders and uh, good stuff. So uh, so what's up next for you? Obviously, you have this test. I mean, was there – I know when I tested, there was no real – it was like they were just trying to get people to get a feel for things, see if you like the series, um, you know, and I, I just couldn't get the funding to go racing full-time. I mean, my times were good enough, but it was, just, it was just kind of one of those things. But, I mean, with you, I mean, you were actually testing with a team. I mean, what's, what's the next step? Were they just kind of letting you feel the car out and see if it's something you want to pursue? I mean, what's, uh, what's going on?
11: Yeah, they, uh, they pretty much had me out and, and just see how I did. They didn't know if I would go out there and just completely suck or not, but <laughs> I think, uh, I impressed them and, and they, uh, really liked me as a driver. So that was really good. And hopefully, you know, we get some interest in sponsorship and we can get the year funded. But yeah, it's pretty much to get my feet wet and then kind of go from there on, on trying to get sponsors and, and see what comes about of it. And, you know, it's a little bit late in the season because, uh, the season starts next month, but. You never
7: know. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, and here's a question. I mean, is it something, because I know like SST, like you're going to do Long Beach, and uh, you're just going to kind of have a like a handful of rounds kind of mix and match. You know what I mean? Is there an opportunity there with lights where you step in for like three or four rounds or something like that? You know, maybe it's not a full season deal, but it's just, you know, a handful of rounds for year number one. Yeah, you know,
11: I was thinking about that yesterday, and I haven't asked them that yet. But I know if that car isn't going to be um, leased by anyone, that I'm sure that it will be available to do so. So I'm going to actually call them today and and kind of pick their brain on that because I'd love to be there at the first round and just kind of get my feet wet and see how I do and and just start working and training in the meantime until I do get a fully funded program.
5: Yeah, we got we got to get you up to Dirtfish so quick because they've actually got light. Uh, they're the only place in the country with a lights car that you can actually go and. Um, basically rent if you've got the qualifications you know what I mean and, and just burn laps in a lights car and uh, oh wow yeah they've actually because they've got their team and they field two cars in the lights division um, you know actually against AF racing but um, I think at one point in time there's something like ninety percent of the lights field has been up to dirtfish because they've got a car there that's prepped just for training for lights so you can go in and just literally burn lap after lap in a lights car.
11: Oh, that would be so worth it. I would, uh, I, I really need to get to the dirt fish place. Yeah. Like you talk about it all the time and it just sounds like such a blast. I need to get up there.
5: Yeah. I know we we talked about it, you and I, and I'm like, crap. Like we just, I, I need to put you after we get off air, I need to just put you in touch with those people and that way you can get things dialed in and, and figured out. Cause <laughs> yeah, especially if you're even thinking about going lights racing this year, like I think we need to get you up there and especially just with like the all wheel drive and learning like, with me, I mean, razors are all-wheel drive, but, you know, rally cars are all-wheel drive, but it's a bit different, you know what I mean? It's just, like, you can learn so much with the braking and things like that, you know what I mean, and how to steer the car with the brakes. And, like, I know with Dirtfish, it's just the small things like that, you know what I mean, that I've been able to pick up that really improve my time and, you know, and things that are all-wheel drive. And, you know, and it's, like, the only way you can learn that is seat time, you know what I mean? It's, like, just being thrown into a test for a day. Like you can't really work on the small things, you know what I mean. So it's like you know I, I yeah. know I always pick up a lot up there. So
11: yeah, no, those uh, that would have definitely help. Any any seat time is good seat time. Like like I said, you know, like all the different disciplines I've raced. It's just you know anything I can race and get in and drive and ride is I'm all for it. And uh, yeah, I have a I have actually a lot of interest since this this first test. So. I have, uh, it's all out in the atmosphere, and so I'm just waiting on a few responses, and I, I don't know, for some reason, I have a good feeling that I'm going to have a lot of support, and it's going to be a good year, and hopefully be in a light star, so I, I'm feeling good about it.
5: Nice, and uh, I know, uh, what's up next for you, obviously, this past weekend, I think you were spotting for Ellis, right? How was that?
11: Yeah, I, uh, well, James, you know, because he's on crutches, and he couldn't do too much, so he had me out there kind of helping everything, and. Yeah, I spotted realized He was out there in the T and M, and he uh, he did awesome. He drove incredible, but he uh, got crashed into and had a had a break. And then the first race, we haven't relocated the radiator yet, so he overheated a little bit from the mud packing in the front of the radiator. So the next race, he put a screen on, and and yeah. But other than that, it was really cool to see him actually put down some really good times and.
5: He honestly could have won. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the thing with Ellis. Like, and he laughs on his radio show and, like, you know what I mean? Oh, I wreck things and this and that. And I'm like, like, you know, like, as a driver level, I look at him, and he's not the same guy he was four or five years ago. Like, he's turned into a really good race car driver, and I don't think people give him the credit he deserves because I think they know him from crashes four or five years ago and things like that. Like, he really has put in the time, and he's become a really good race car driver.
11: Yeah, honestly, he he is one of the best when you go to a Lucas Oil regional race. So I can vouch for him on that aspect that, you know, I agree. A lot of people want to call him yard sale. And I almost like the other day, someone got on his Instagram. He had posted about his race, and it was how he broke. Like, the picture was of his car broken. And everyone kept getting on there and posting, like, yard sale, yard sale, yard sale. And I was like, he didn't crash. He got crashed into, and that's part of racing. I was like, like, you know, I just let it be. But I kind of, yeah, sometimes I feel kind of bad because people, you know, they they judge him because of what they just see and hear. And, you know, they think the car is broken. Well, that's his fault. And partially it is, but partially it's not, too, because i just racing side by
5: side. Yeah, exactly. All right, Sarah, well, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we definitely need to do it more often, my friend.
11: Yeah, it was good talking with you guys.
5: All right, you too. Thanks a lot, Sarah. We'll chat soon. All right, bye again. All right, thanks. All right, that was Sarah Price coming off uh, a GRC lights test this past weekend. We're going to take a short break. We come back. We got, uh, I don't know, hour number two, Joe Duncan. We got Colby Rodriguez from Red Bull GRC. Whole lot more on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Oh, man, just wrapping up hour number one, and uh, what heck of an hour number one, talking to Supercross, catching up with Amy Hood, Sarah Price coming off a GRC lights test, and uh, sounds like she killed it. Uh, was there ever any doubt Miss Sarah Price wouldn't kill it in a GRC lights test? Um, I don't know. I've been friends with Sarah for I don't know four or five years now, and uh, she's become a really good friend. And uh, I just got to say, man, uh, this girl—I I don't know if I've ever met somebody so talented behind the wheel or handlebars of just about anything. Like seriously, um, girl, just she shreds. She she has a view of the track and the terrain, whether it be off-road or, or road racing. It's just, it's just crazy. Just a sickly talented, um, individual. So, uh, uh, super pumped to catch up with her. Um, and also speaking of catching up, I actually did an awesome interview, like an hour and a half long with her on project action some months ago. That I think you can get, um, I don't know if it's under the premium subscription now or not with uh, Podcast One, but uh, go over to Podcast One. You can check it out or iTunes, uh, as well as all my latest just uh, came off, uh, did an awesome, actually, Mint 400. She was my co-host of the Mint 400 along with Jim Riley. Um, we had that big two-hour episode that's on Project Action. Uh, Jolene Van Vue done some stuff with the NCIS actor, pro BMX writer Kurt Yeager, Nate Wessel, Colton Haker. Uh, so a ton of great content and interviews, you know, sitting there right now at uh, you know, at Project Action. So if you love this show, you're gonna love Project Action, my spinoff show. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks to all you guys who have. So we're gonna take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we got a little bit of Dirtfish Rally Report coming at you here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razors.
2: Say radio news with Jules McKinney.
16: After Florida's state attorney said she would not seek the death penalty for accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd, Governor Rick Scott reassigned the case to another prosecutor. Lloyd is charged with killing Orlando Police Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton outside of Walmart back in January. Here's Orlando Police Deputy Chief.
13: This decision by the state attorney has law enforcement nationwide questioning her actions. The members of the Orlando Police Department are in total disagreement in her decision.
16: Before being removed from the case, the state's attorney general also said she didn't believe there's any evidence the death penalty protects the public. In other news, a derogatory tweet toward President Trump has McDonald's scrambling. The fast food giant says it's investigating after a tweet on its corporate account attacked Donald Trump this morning. The
17: company has since deleted that tweet. This is USA Radio News. All right, water. We've heard about problems in Michigan and other places, and we know about that Harvard study that showed that 33 states have unsafe levels of harmful toxins in their drinking water. And let's be honest, when you travel, sometimes water just tastes plain weird. Haven't you ever gone on a trip and you taste the water and it's like, ew, you're just not used to whatever's in that water? Well, the Alexa Pure pitcher reduces up to 99.9% of 92 contaminants. Things like chlorine and chromium-6, lead, pharmaceutical drugs that get into the water, and more. It tastes so good, the water that goes through this pitcher, we keep it right on the counter because we don't like our water chilled so it just sits there right next to the faucet. We fill it up. It's so simple to use. Go to waterwithangie.com, waterwithangie.com or call 888-440-8150. You know, after that Harvard study came out that showed that 33 states have unsafe levels of harmful toxins in the drinking water, I wanted to make sure that my family was getting pure drinking water. Alexa Pure Pitcher, check it out, waterwithangie.com or 888-440-8150.
16: President Trump is proposing to slash out about a third of the funding for the State Department in the budget for fiscal year 2018. Here's Office of Management and Budget Director Mick Mulvaney with details.
8: The largest reduction, if you've seen the budget already, is a 31% reduction within the Environmental Protection Agency. The next largest reduction on a percentage basis is within Department of State. And the other departments are reduced um, in lesser amounts. I think the smallest reduction we have is NASA, which is just less than 1%.
16: Meanwhile, White House spokesman Sean Spicer says President Trump stands by his belief that former President Obama ordered wiretapping at Trump Tower last fall. Reporters questioned Spicer on that belief.
13: Does you're, the president still
0: stand by the hour? He
16: stands by it, but again, you're mischaracterizing what happened today. The top two members of the Senate Intelligence Committee said today they've seen no indications that Trump Tower was the subject of surveillance. This is USA Radio News.
3: Love sports articles, but don't have time to search the web looking for the most compelling stories? Then U.S. Sports Pages is for you. Why spend hours going to multiple sites looking to find sports articles when we can do the work for you? Our producers go through every newspaper in the country and pick out the best sports articles separated by sport, dramatically reducing your prep time. We also include sports and entertainment kicker stories. USSportsPages.com is the only site you'll need to get your sports fix. Check us out today, the daily links at USSportsPages.com.
16: President Trump is celebrating St. Patrick's Day by pointing out the contributions of Irish Americans.
10: Throughout the centuries, hardworking Irish Americans contributed mightily to America's innovation and to America's prosperity. They often overcame great hardship. In a White House
16: ceremony with Irish Prime Minister Inda Kenny, Trump noted that Irish Americans played a key role in the Civil War. He also said America can use the confidence of the Irish to continue to grow stronger than ever before. Humpback whales are doing something that has scientists scratching their heads. Lisa Carter explains. Something unusual is happening off the coast of South Africa. Huge numbers of humpback whales are congregating, some in groups from 20 to 200 and it has the experts stumped scientists used to say a gathering of 10 to 20 was large but this new activity doesn't have a scientific answer the journal plus one says humpbacks aren't even supposed to be in tropical waters They migrate to tropical waters to breed, but typically leave to feed in the icy waters of Antarctica. There's also speculation the humpbacks are making a comeback since they've become a protected species. And in sports, Middle Tennessee and Northwestern are moving on to the second round of the NCAA tournament. They join Florida, West Virginia, Gonzaga, Butler, Notre Dame, and Virginia in the round of 32. For USA Radio News, I'm Jules McKinney.
5: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. This is your Dirt Fish Rally Report for this week, brought to you by our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. And, uh, yeah, well, just talking about Dirt Fish with Sarah Price and how it can benefit her. It benefits me. It can benefit you. Anybody doesn't matter if you race, you don't race, it's a good time. They teach you a lot of car control that uh is good not only in racing conditions but uh, regular driving conditions as well. So um definitely go check it out. If you need a discount code, use the code Dirtfish at dirtfish.com and they'll give you a fifteen percent off. That is fifteen percent off when you're talking a few thousand dollar class for a three day or some advanced training. That is a lot of money. So uh thank me later. Have some fun up there at Dirtfish. But uh rally action. Um Big one, World Rally Championship Mexico. This is the closest event to the United States. And uh, I don't know. I think this is the one, like, most American off-road fans actually pay attention to. Um, because it's in Mexico and uh, close, and a lot of guys that I know travel down there. It's an awesome event. Ken Block's gone down there before. I know a lot of our off-road photographers travel down there. But uh, Meek walking away with the win, <laughs> Sebastian uh, in second. Uh, I- I'm loving seeing him in an M Sport car. Not that not that M Sport cars aren't good, but I think it's just a uh, it's a hair step back from what he was driving last year. So it's made it very interesting racing um but uh, Newville in third tonic fourth padden Lavala, hanninen and Sordo. that's your top eight um i do have to uh throw a shout out uh, down to um uh dave wallingford you know him from rally america um and lania janea um from team o'neill um they are um yeah they they run the rally america series and uh he went down there in his uh um in his fiesta and ended up taking a podium in his uh in his division so uh i just gotta say man that's awesome um got an american podium finisher down there at uh um down there at wrc mexico so uh um, I don't know. That's uh, pretty solid. We've had him on our, uh, on our rally America radio coverage, uh, quite a bit so I'm sure if you want an interview you can skip back there and listen in but uh give give a big shout out to him and then uh, uh he'll be racing this weekend and rallying the 100 acre wood um this weekend rally america round number two for them uh solid entry list um so uh yeah we'll have full coverage of that next week as well and that was your Dirtfish rally report for this week brought to you by our good friends at Dirtfish rally school find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com and we will be back after this When R.J. Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship-winning Razor XP1000. R.J. is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles, and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquered the wall of death in XP1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder RJ Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
7: 15% Discount. River and Marina room starting at just $64.95 at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Our gaming floor is packed with the hottest new slot machines, table games, poker, and bingo. Live entertainment, fine and casual dining, boat slips, movie theater, wakeboard island, and fun for all. Book your resort stay at Blue Water Resort and Casino today. Sunday through Thursday, room rates start at just $64.95 based on availability. Book now at BlueWaterFun.com. Blue Water
4: Resort
0: and Casino.
5: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my next guest to the line, my good buddy Joe Duncan with Terracross. How's everything going, Joe?
18: Things are great, Jim Beaver. How about
5: yourself? Well, things are good. Just got done with that uh, Star Car launch, that little teeny project I've been working on for 18 months. And, uh <laughs> Life is definitely good Our first video got over 100,000 views I think we're at like 111,000 views And, and uh, we're getting ready to launch video number two And uh good time at the Mint 400 So, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to launch a successful project And not have it flop, you know? It looked awesome You guys did a great job Tanner and Jolene and the whole uh, whole crew there It looked like a great, uh, great program Yeah, it was definitely fun And I know uh, we got some some really special co-drivers jumping in at uh, the UTV World Championship here in about a month. So uh, uh, that'll be fun. And then uh, then we get a little bit of time off before Vegas Torino, and uh, I can concentrate on Terracross, right?
18: Yeah, that's, uh, that'll be coming up before we know it. We're in the process of getting all of our stuff uh, dialed in. We are just out at Hay Days uh, uh, a little over a week ago, looking at some new things we're putting together out there with some VIP suites and things we had worked on last year so uh pretty excited to get that that project rolling and getting that all ready to go and ziegler cat guys the caterpillar guys are so pumped we're actually uh we're actually sending one of our polaris razor uh razors over to uh caterpillar and it's going to sit at their shop over there um all decked out with their logos ready to ready to go racing again this year so pretty pretty excited to see that out on their front doorstep and uh get some photos with all the equipment if uh miss minnesota ever quit snowing and being cold so the guys can go to work in that cat equipment
5: yeah you guys it's crazy we've actually got a heat front rolling in here we're like in the 90s here in arizona and minnesota you guys were kind of i mean it was one of those things where it was kind of drying up and you know it was like spring coming early and then it's like no nah, let's let's hold on a minute we're we're gonna dump a little more snow
18: two to three weeks of 20 to 30 degree above normal temps. And, you know, grass was pretty much ready to turn green. And then six, eight inches of snow, um, here in Southern Minnesota, of course, nothing up North where, uh, where they still could probably ride snowmobiles if they wanted to, but, but yeah, it's uh, been some crazy, crazy weather. And I, uh, we just had a nice trip down to, uh, Florida with some, uh, great vacation. And, uh, a few meetings and now uh off to Texas uh for some big uh Terracross meetings or loading up the Polaris Razor turbo and getting that ready for uh for a show and some uh and some meeting up with some racers and some uh, partners of ours.
5: Yeah, that's uh I don't know man. It it's one of those things that <laughs> I laugh because people it's like, you know, with a star car project We've been working on it for 18 months, and we were still up against the gun to get it launched for the Mint. Like, literally all-nighters the week before the race. And it's like with Terracross, like, you've had a year to prepare or or since things ended. I mean, you've had some months, and you're getting things lined up and things like that. And uh, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, and and you and I can sit here and talk and go, oh, yeah, things are good. We still got, like, five months before the opener or something like that. But you and I know that (laughs) things get – things get crazy man you uh you know you get close it's like you could always use another month you know yeah
18: things come up uh things come up really really quick as we know and uh the cool thing is we have all of our turbos are at the at the farm uh waiting to go over to kato motorsports and start to be assembled and uh, over i think uh one one and a half classes worth of our xp1000s they're already sitting there um already sitting there ready to go so uh pretty excited we're we're putting that uh all those uh machines together uh starting to assemble some of the racers in the turbo class machines. starting to assemble uh uh the xp1000 so yeah getting a, getting a little jump on uh jump on the season here which is nice as you know normally we are getting the machines the week of and uh, assembling them and then wrapping them at two or three o'clock in the morning so trying to get a little little jump on uh on the season this year so it's kind of nice
5: yeah well and i uh, got uh, got some new divisions coming in this year i know uh you know we're you're gonna launch turbo division last year delayed it by a year but you've already got the turbos there and uh Guys, you know, guys at the shop get them dialed in and ready for race season, right?
18: Yeah, we've actually got over half of them uh, pre-assembled. We've got some great Polaris accessories on their way in, um, and uh, yeah, we'll get those things wrapped up and get them ready. Uh, Getting ready for the guys to come out. We might even do a little preseason test session and and a media media day. We're talking about uh, in conjunction with a couple of our big partners. Um, coming up. So it's pretty, pretty cool to, to be rolling a little ahead of schedule and getting things dialed in and have had some uh, really good um, meetings with some racers and some potential sponsors partners coming on board for this year. and, and again, just uh, keeping it affordable, keeping it uh, you know, high exposure and, and just keeping that, that cost down to the racer and to the partner with our great CBS Sports Network television, um, you know, keeping that, that TerraCross tradition alive. We, I think there's some photos and uh, maybe even a little video of the, of the Razors being loaded up on our pJA trailers, those 40-footers that we uh, we fill up. We were just down at the Polaris Warehouse and loaded them up and got them ready to, ready to rock and roll.
5: Yeah, well, I know uh... – Um, you know, talking about drivers coming in and talking with new drivers, like, it doesn't seem like – regardless of whether I – where I go, whether it be something with drifting or rally or off-road desert or the UTV, like, everybody – Terracross is on everybody's radar. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's figuring out how to budget it in and go race. But, uh, you know, it's like Terracross, it, people are aware of the series now, what it's about, and, uh, you know, and, the, and drivers, they all want to be there.
18: Yeah, it's pretty exciting, you know, with the exposure from yourself and all the others, uh, you know, Jason Ellis and everybody that, that's that been around it. And we make it simple, make it fun, and, uh, and make it affordable and uh and then put throw on that you know television package on top of it yeah. makes it well worth it for these guys to come out and participate some some pretty cool um uh, former racers from other um open wheel and uh nascar series are we're in the talks with right now and uh we're gonna see some pretty uh pretty cool announcements coming over over the next uh few months and pretty excited and and Hey, when are we going back to Dirtfish? It's all Jeremy and I can talk about <laughs> is how much fun we had at Dirtfish. And, uh, and we need to go back and, and drive those Subarus some more. That was a freaking riot.
5: Yeah, I got to I gotta organize another day because I'm chatting with Sarah Price earlier. And, like, her and I have been talking about it for months. She wants to go up there. Jolene Van Butte, she wants to go up there. Like, I, I think we just need to, like, book out a 10-person group and just take a bunch of us up there and go and have fun for three days, right. you know?
18: I know Cole Cattu and Levi LaValley want to go back. Yeah. You know, maybe we do a full-on terracross Dirtfish uh, uh, two, three-day class up there and, and bring everybody out and uh, and have a blast. We've, we've told everybody about it, how much fun we had. And I know Jeremy's uh, looking at bringing some of his clients out there and having a good time. So uh, let's do it.
5: Yeah, well, and then there's some of those dirtfish factory drivers that race in GRC, you know. Well, James River and Connor, Connor Martell, he's won a couple of races. Maybe there's a deal where we can do something where we bring them out, and let them get to experience TerraCrossing it around, you know, or something like that too. So I'm sure there's something we can we can figure out there, buddy.
18: Yeah, I think uh, I think the dirtfish folks um, we can get them uh, get them out there and uh, have some fun.
5: Yeah, for sure. All right, Joe. Well, we got to take a short break, but uh, I appreciate you taking the time to call in. Uh, stoked on 2017 season and, uh, you know, can't wait to, uh, you know, to get back in some razors and, and start jumping some more. <laughs>
18: and doing a little rolling. Thanks, yeah. Jimmy. We'll talk to you
5: soon. All right. Thanks, Joe. All right. That was Joe Duncan with the Terracross Championship. We're going to take a short break here on the Down and Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. We come back. Amy and I, we're answering your fan questions. If you got questions, at JimBeaver15, tweet me right now. you got three minutes. We'll get them in the show. We'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
8: 888
5: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here. We're about 15 minutes away from uh, Colby Rodriguez with Red Bull Global Rallycross, an interview with him. But before that, Amy and I, we got some fan questions. We had a bunch of them rolling in, asked people to. tweet me and get dialed in here and i don't know i i actually i had a bunch of them on project action amy and i um were dedicated to that like three weeks ago i did an entire podcast just on fan questions uh um, really? yeah it was kind of fun um but uh well,
3: I mean, there's so many things that people want to know
5: yeah, so I don't know. I I kind of love doing this, but uh, we got twelve minutes, and we got what? We got five questions here. So it's like eh, two questions a minute. I okay, don't know. well,
3: let me throw in the question that I literally just got emailed to me right now before
5: I. Okay, we'll start with so, yours.
3: Um, somebody wanted to know if I'm married, and the question is, no, I'm not. <laughs> weird question to send in my email address. Come uh,
5: on, people. The trials Please. and tribulations of Amy Hood. Uh, are you yeah. married? I. Ooh uh i i don't even want to know the dms you get well you've forwarded some of them to me like i don't know like come on people like here's the here's the deal with questions and dms and anything like if it's not something you would ask somebody in person to their face do not ask it via dm or email or text i'm sorry if you won't ask it to their face don't do it yeah no
7: it's
3: weird it's weird
5: yeah. Like I get some bizarre stuff too. And it's like nothing at your level. Uh, cause I'm a dude, but like, I don't know. It just, people bother me. You know, it's like, I've had this conversation with my sponsors too. Like people will DM them and you know, and it's like, they'll, they'll pitch sponsorship via direct message on a corporate, on a corporate social media account, wanting free stuff. Yeah. And they don't even know who it goes to. It's like, you know, at least ask for the right contact for the right person and then send them a personal email. But it's like, I don't know, DM isn't the way – in the place to do your business. Like, it's all right to chat. Like, I've reached out to people through there. But, like, seriously, like, you got to have a personal touch. And you got to have a filter on DMs. drives me nuts. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: So, yeah, I can say Amy is not married, though. (laughs) I know her well enough to know there's no secret husband hiding somewhere.
3: Gosh i'm not in one place long enough to have that no because young like i feel like there's so many people like my age and i kind of made a post about this on my birthday like most 27 year- oh my gosh i'm 28 now most 28 year olds my age like claire went to high school with and grew up with like they are getting they're all married never mind getting married they are married and then now they're having babies and like i'm over here driving monster trucks and just trying to like live it up and yeah,
5: two different worlds. Two different worlds. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh we got one. This one's aimed at both of us. Um this is Blake from Iowa. And uh makes sense. Like- yeah, it makes sense because he's close to Minnesota, but he says, Hey man, he says, Jim and Amy thinking of vacationing um at X Games in Minnesota this summer. He's like Hi. he's like what he's like, Do you know if there's gonna be any events that have engines? um i guess like motorsports events instead of just action sports and he says what do you guys think of a vacation um i don't know i think dude that's right up my alley i'd love to vacation at x games like do it man um
3: oh heck yeah yeah i mean minnesota beautiful in the summer yeah. I, mean, yeah I know every other american around the world thinks that minnesota is that like deep dark black hole of america that's always cold but it's not like our you guys are right about Winnipeg, so I like to think Minnesota and Winnipeg are kind of the same thing. Yeah. But um, in the summer it's so nice, and there's tons of motocross tracks and lakes. Yeah. You know, land of a thousand lakes, and it's it's so nice there. Definitely go to Minnesota and then yeah. drive up to Winnipeg and come hang
5: out. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. X Games is going to be off the hook. I don't know about engine events. They haven't put out the full list of uh, of events yet. I'm sure there'll be FmX. Uh, pass that. I don't know. Um, but seriously, yeah. There's Mall of America. Um, there yeah. is, um, there's the new Minnesota Twins stadium and whether you like baseball or not, that stadium is one of the best in the entire country. Like it's worth going to see. Like there's so much, I would say, dude, if you're thinking about it, yeah. Book your vacation, like stay a week. Don't just stay for two days at X games, like taking X games, but taking everything else Minnesota has. And like, no dude, seriously. Yeah. You are, you are on point yeah. Blake in Iowa. I like where your head's at, buddy. Um, all right, so uh this one um this is a Jim question on project action. uh love the show. It's a good mix of action sports, and racing. Um, are you going to get Rob Deerdeck on? <laughs> and Dude, this is like the crazy fan question I keep getting. I actually had this conversation with Podcast One. I said, I've got a lot of mutual friends with Rob, and I told them, I said, we've got to get this guy on my show. So I've got my people on it. We're trying to reach out to Rob Deerdeck. I want him as an interview. Um, absolutely, he's at the top of my bucket list of interviews. Uh, we're working on it, man. He's, uh, he's busier than Amy and I combined, I think. So uh, it's just one of those things, getting him locked down. But that one... I'm trying, guys. I am trying. You weren't the first person to ask. You probably won't be the last until it happens, but, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, this one is Josh in Minnesota. We're getting, like, these uh, Midwestern uh, questions. This one's directed at Amy. We kind of got into it at the last segment, but I left it on the list anyways. Amy, are you doing any moto racing this season since you're doing Monster oh, Jam? Oh, my goodness.
3: I am not kidding you. My social media accounts, like, people like, call me out, and they're like, you're not a motorbike anymore. You don't ride anymore. Like, you got it. It's winter where I'm from. I cannot even pull my dirt bike out of my garage because the amount of snow that is there. So relax. I come from the Midwest. There's snow half of the year. So half of the year, I do other stuff. And this is like the same kind of cycle that happens every year. In the winter, all my social media people get on my butt about not riding dirt bikes. It's winter. Relax.
5: Get a timber yeah, sled.
3: Absolutely. Like, I got to see what my schedule is like for Monster Jam. Obviously, it's going to be my first priority because it's super fun, uh, and I get paid doing it, and I just ride Drip bikes for fun now. But I'm definitely going to ride. I'm definitely going to race. I'm excited to get Calgary Canadian National. But I'd like to kind of take my bike, and I'd, I'd like to kind of go all over. Like, I live in California. Maybe I'll go ride in Florida. But I want to do a little bit more GNCC. We talked about it at the end of last year. I, you know, I did that very first. An enduro race and that yeah. was wicked awesome. So I'd like to kind of maybe switch gears and do a little less moto on the track and a little bit more enduro racing. Just again, I'm looking for the fun side of it and trying to have more fun on my dirt bike. And I had a blast. So yeah. yes, I'm gonna ride a dirt bike. I'm gonna be like 90 years old and still riding a dirt bike. <laughs> for all those people out there, stop giving me a hard time about it. That's
5: your that's your retirement gig, riding a dirt bike.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah can do it
5: all, you guys. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, so this one is uh, for me. Uh, this is Nick in Seattle. Um, what up, Nick? Um, my pick for Formula Drift 2017. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was just looking at the thing, and I'm like, holy crap, we're only like a couple of weeks away from the Formula Drift kickoff. Like, we need to start getting Vaughn Gittin Jr., the, the professional fun haver on air, and Frederick Osbo. Like, we need to start dialing these guys in because it's almost drift time. Um, my pick for formula drift 2017, I don't know. I'm thinking about going out to long beach, uh, here, uh, the first of April for the event. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I'll just have to see maybe doing some type of remote. I don't know. Maybe if you're in SoCal at that time, maybe we'll figure something out, but I don't know. I, this is all happened in my mind this morning in show prep. Um, but you were thinking the same thing. I am Nick, my pick, man, Osbo is on point Forsberg's on point. Von gittin has been on point. Like I don't know, it's a crapshoot. Forsberg has been dominant the past 2 years, so is Osbo. Like I don't know. This is tough to call. Like I I'm going to go out my I don't want to say a dark horse pick, but I'm going to say this year is the year Von Gittin Jr. breaks back through and regains the crown. So uh um,
7: Yeah,
3: I like him. All right. Yeah. So, so professional pleasure.
5: Yeah, so I'm gonna roll with Vaughn, and that's no disrespect to my friends Osbo and Forsberg and Turk and everybody else that has a chance to win. I don't know. You put me on the spot, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vaughn. I think yeah, I got a good feeling for Vaughn this year. So there you go. Um Alright, this one kind of aimed at both of us. Um Jim, you're not this is just from Racing Fan seventy three. No name, no city. So Racing Fan seventy three. Um, no rally America this year. You're not doing rally America radio. Um, are you doing any remotes this season? If so, when, and are you and Amy doing them together? And, um, I don't know. My remotes are kind of a gray area right now. Obviously I did one at the mint Amy, uh, Amy and I talked and, uh, obviously she was doing monster jam, so she couldn't be there. Uh, I think any remotes Amy can be at, she's going to be at, um, we just, uh, Uh, as far as which ones, no, I'm not doing rally America. I probably will do a couple of rally events. I know I'm going to go to Mount Washington hill climb in July in New Hampshire. Um, I'll be there. I'll be there with Subaru. So that will be fun. Um, but past that, I know we've been talking about doing some GRC stuff. I've been talking about possibly doing something, the Indy 500. I've got an invite from impact to do something there. this stuff I haven't even talked with Amy about because we haven't been able to get on the same page. Um, I don't know, like, I, 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 there's a ton of stuff. I've talked about maybe doing something at X Games in July. Um, I think you and I have both talked, Amy, we want to do something at SEMA this year. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know, like, I, we're going to be doing some remote stuff. I think Amy and I just need to sit down and look at our calendars and figure out what the heck we're doing, right? Oh, yeah, tell me
3: about it. That's uh, I And mean, it always seems to be ever-changing, too. But um, I like the remote stuff. It's always fun, and it's always kind of like... Really, a good chance for us to get wild and have some fun on the air. Because you know, when we come
17: together, it's a way
5: different vibe than we're just sitting, you know, across the country on phone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll be doing some stuff. I don't know. um I know the next one I've got. I I don't think Amy will be there. It's only a couple of weeks. But the UTV World Championship, um, I I'll be doing a live show from there. um I'll be racing the star car. But uh I think Amy's still on tour at that point in time. So. Uh, um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's the next one, but, uh, past that, I don't know. I know we got a ton of them cycled in and once Amy's monster jam winds up and, uh, and I've finally got that ra the next star car race out of the way, we can look at the schedule and kind of get back to doing some radio stuff. But like I've always said, steering wheel trumps microphones. So anytime I can be behind the wheel and I'm sure Amy's going to tell you the same thing. Like it's, uh, oh, yeah. I- I'm going to, I'm going to take the steering wheel over the microphone. So, um, <laughs> there you go. So uh, yeah, those are uh, I don't know some solid fan questions there, Hood. I don't know. You got anything you got to get off your chest in the next minute?
3: No, I mean I just really want to find out whether I'm going to be in World Finals or not. You know what I mean? It's like having Christmas presents and not being able to open them for weeks. So it's uh, I'm, I'm just excited to find out, and then hopefully next Tuesday we'll know and we'll be able to have some fun on air before I uh, you know head out for Vegas.
5: All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks a lot, Amy. We got to take a short break here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. More after this.
9: Hey, travelers.
8: If you're 65 or older and suffering from knee pain, you may
15: qualify for an advanced pain relieving brace. Doctor Approved Medical will work with Medicare or insurance benefits to see if you qualify for these knee braces at little or no cost to you. The only way to see if you qualify is to call us. 800 816 0365. Don't let your knee pain get worse. Call now and get free shipping plus a free pedometer. 800 816 0365. 800 816 0365. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promise subject to qualification. Plies last.
0: So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA.
5: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my next guest to the line, Colby Rodriguez with Red Bull Global Rallycross. How's everything going, Colby?
12: Good, Jim. How are you? And thanks for having me on.
5: Yeah, no, man. It's been a long time coming. I know uh, you and I've known each other for for quite a few years. Back to I think you had me out at uh, Red Bull at uh, corporate there when you were with Red Bull. But uh, yeah, transitioning over to Red Bull GRC. I know uh, last year uh, you know you and I chatted out there at Phoenix and uh, pretty stoked on you know the direction the series is headed. I know we've. Uh, been doing uh, a segment here on the show for, you know, a year now, I think, uh, you know, recapping the events and things like that. So it's been uh, been solid run. But, uh, you know, how's everything looking for 2017 and Red Bull GRC?
12: No, things are looking great. I mean, you know, for example, we just announced uh, our, our Louisville venue this morning and tickets go on sale. And, you know, as you guys have probably seen, you know, we have a, a Canada stop that uh, will announce all the details next week. So, you know, it, it's great, you know, that we have um, obviously – you know 45 days till till our first event in Memphis which is another new venue so you know we're we're all grinding right now getting ready
5: yeah, well, you know, it's got to be kind of, you know, I know for me, like the, the Red Bull GRC, you know, like the calendar launch is always something kind of cool, you know, because GRC, it's always seems like every year it's a good mix of venues that have been there on the calendar and then new venues, you know. So it's always, you know, it's kind of like, oh, what, what city are they going to this year that we weren't expecting, you know. And so, like, to me, there's, there's a bit of an excitement when you guys roll out the calendar every year just to kind of see, you know, where you're headed this next year, you know.
12: Yeah, definitely. You know, this year we have – we have about a 50/50 mix of, say, ground up build uh, events. You know, maybe similar to, you know, Los Angeles or, or Atlantic City, where there's nothing, and then you know, the the other half are at um, actual racetracks where. You know, we we actually fit really well. We're able to build proper rallycross courses, you know, in locations where you know they're really dying to have us up there, and and there's good fan bases. You know, being up in in Seattle or Connecticut this year at, at tracks where I, I know there's there's huge followings, not only for the rally community, but I, I mean, heck, for one of your sponsors, uh, Subaru too. So we're excited for those ones, and and to start building tradition, right? When you say you know, announcing new venues all the time. You know, at some point, you know, we, we hope to have some, some longevity at these locations. I mean, keep in mind, the series is only going into its seventh year, um, and it's still an infant compared to, to many other of these uh, series out there. So what we're trying to accomplish in a short amount of time, um, it, it, it's huge, right, and, and trying to compete with, with some of these massive motorsports platforms out there.
5: Yeah. Well, and how's it been for you guys? Because, I mean, I, I've been with the series almost, uh, I don't know, I've been following it since the inception. I know I worked for a couple of years as, you know, an announcer and doing radio for the series. And then, you know, now we've got this content program. So I really follow it closely. And I've been out to, uh, I mean, I don't know, countless venues, you know, and I've been to, you know, the purpose built tracks, you know, the that, that GRC runs at. And then I've also been to the ground up builds, as you put it in. To me like that, you know, it, it's pretty remarkable because the thing about GRC is you can pretty much run anywhere that you want, but when you do, I mean it's a ground up build and the infrastructure you put in, these are top notch racetracks and you know what I mean? And it's you know, and to me, I mean that that's gotta be a huge undertaking for you guys to be able to build these ground up, you know, you know, first class racetracks, you know, you know, set up in you know, I guess in the shadows of you know, of cities and things like that. Like it's pretty pretty remarkable.
12: Yeah, I mean, obviously when you have Red Bull, you know, as our title partner, you know, our events, you know, have to be premium motorsports events Um, that look and feel how they execute. So when we take on some of these uh, locations where where there's absolutely nothing, um, it is huge. And you mentioned, you know, we can pretty much go anywhere. You know, rally crosses have been around in Europe for 40-plus years, right? And here in the U.S., we we actually don't have one purpose-built track, really, that we go to. So... Um, the fact that we can run on tarmac and dirt in any condition—it um, actually makes it more challenging than you think, because we can literally build a racetrack anywhere. So our options um, essentially become anywhere, and, and so we have to be really, you know, strategic in in where we go, uh, location-wise, you know, and to be able to build a, a track that that really highlights uh, these vehicles and the style of racing. Yeah.
5: Well, and I, I think you know, obviously there, there's a massive draw too. I mean, you know, we'll talk about the demographics in a minute, but from race teams, I mean, uh, you know, obviously Andretti for the past couple seasons has been there, and and you know, and they've been you know kind of the the, the guy with the target on their back. Um, sure. But you know, you've had a, a lot of professional motorsports teams from other motorsports come in. I know uh, Ray Hall just announced that uh, you know they're throwing the hat in the ring this year, and I mean, you know, that, that's a massive get for for Red Bull Global Rallycross to get names like Andretti and Ray Hall, feeling teams in this series
12: no it, hey it's huge for us right we, we have such an eclectic group of of not only drivers but but teams that participate in the series um not only in the supercar class but but in the lights class i know you were talking to, to sarah earlier and you know that, that's a whole other conversation on on how important the lights class is you know to the longevity of this this series and the sports and building grassroots efforts um, but then when you talk about these these top tier teams um, you know, they're, they're all looking at it as, as a, a true viable option to, to have, you know, long-term success um, within the motorsports landscape. And, and the fact that we, you know, we have multiple manufacturers fully invested in, and and we're, we're obviously talking to, to more that want to be a part of it, um, you know, that's what draws them in. And, and too, you mentioned earlier the, the demo that we provide and just the excitement, the, the style of racing itself, you know, we're, you know, these these production-based vehicles, going 600 horsepower, four-wheel drive. I mean, we're we're a contact sport, right? So in in these huge bursts of, of, of racing, you're you're guaranteed to to see not only great racing, but chaos and everything uh, mixed uh, with that, right?
5: Yeah. Well, and it, it's funny you mention that because I just did last week. I did the Adam Corolla show. And, yep. uh, and he knows kind of my rally background and immediately he wanted to talk about, it. he goes, my favorite motorsport is global rally cross. They're like, let's talk about that. I'm like, all right, let's talk about it. But <laughs> he, he goes, uh, you know, it, it, one, the cars are insanely fast, but two, like you, you'd said, it, everything is action packed. And like he's, you know, and, and I think with the demographic we're talking about. you know you guys have a one hour you know one and a half hour tv window you know and i think that's perfect you pack a lot into that tv window um it's not like you got to wait and sit a whole day at home to watch you know some 500 mile race play out you know you can sit it's instant gratification and like adam carolla said he goes red bull grc is the the closest thing to a real live video game you'll ever find and i think i thought that summed up the series pretty pretty good man
12: no for sure i mean you know obviously you mentioned our tv the fact that you know we're trying to find you know all the the, the most powerful and positive things you know within the motorsports and not only motorsports but the event landscape you know it's important that we we you know we do operate as a as a premium racing series but we also want to be more than that you know it's it's an entertainment property you know as we grow we want it to be a festival atmosphere you you mentioned you know at events i mean you know you combine with the supercar and lights class you know, on, on one single day, we have, you know, probably like 16 different races when you include all the heats and the semifinals and the LCQ and the final, and all of them are are, are full speed, you know, tons of contact, and, and these guys, you know, dying for laps, um, because there's only a few, right? It's, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting time in motorsports where, you know, it's, it's, you know, not trying to, you know, step on, you know, kind of the, the, the big giants out there, but... Um, there, there's challenges um, yeah. to, to, to keep that young demo. And what we provide is is that, that short burst of excitement. And, you know, I, everyone always talking about, oh, the young kids, how they consume content. But you as well, you know, everyone have a, has a short attention span. So these five, ten minutes of action and then you give them another shiny thing over here and then come back and yeah. watch more <laughs> racing um, It's important to to who we are.
5: Yeah, well, and I think, you know, anybody that's been to an event, I think that's one thing that GRC really does right, you know what I mean? It's, you know, they can watch a race, and and at some point in any motorsport, you know what I mean, there's got to be time to do track maintenance. So, but in that, you know, 10, 15 minutes of downtime, There's so much going on at a GRC paddock. I mean, they can go and they can – that's one thing that's amazing about GRC. People can actually walk right up to where the teams are working on the car, and there's just a small barricade separating them, but they can actually see what's going on. They can meet the drivers. Like, it's such a welcoming atmosphere for fans, and you you don't get that with a lot of other motorsport. And I think that's what GRC, I've always thought, does right, is that fan interaction, and there's something for them to do. If there is downtime on track – there's a plenty for them to go and take in, you know, and, and I think that's one thing the fan experience with GRC is second to none.
12: That that open paddock atmosphere is, is so important for us. Um, we really want to to allow the, these fans to, to get up close and, and see the cars and feel the cars and, and watch what – I mean, what some of these mechanics are able to do in 20, 30 minutes and, and replace entire engines and have them going after some of the some of the, the, the wrecks and contacts that, that you see out there is amazing. But also to, to be able to, to touch um, and, and talk to our drivers is important. And what's great is, you know, our, our little ecosystem within the paddock, they, they all believe in this as well. And, you know, most of the drivers, you know, they, they always come up to you know, us in the series and say, this is so great, you allow us to interact. Um, also to build our personalities and our brands, right? It's huge. We have, we have such a, a wide range of, you know, Scott Speed, our, our two-time champion, has come from, you know, all the way from from Formula One to NASCAR to here. And he says, you know, this is the most fun he has in, in a race car in, in, in atmosphere. and atmosphere. And then, you know, think of all the other guys, you know, your, your mid-400 teammate, yeah. you know, Tanner Faust, you know, where he comes from, and, and then Deegan from the motocross world. Everyone brings so many different experiences from so many different walks of life. And And in most cases, they say, you know, you guys are you're taking all the the positives um, and adding it into the series, which is great to hear.
5: Yeah. Well, and I think that's what's so fun about GRC is the diverse lineup of drivers. Like you said, I mean, you know, to me, you've you take so many guys from action sports background and open wheel and road racing and off road and drifting. And it's like they all converge, you know, and it's like. Um, and, and every track, you see a driver that excels at a different type track because every track is different, you know, and it's not the same one-mile oval, you know, time after time. So you never know who's going to, you know, jump up there and, and all of a sudden surprise you at one weekend. It's like, oh, wow, where did he find that speed? Well, it was just a track that catered to him, and they, they got the setup right. And uh, I think that's what's really fun about the series is there's a bit of an unknown going into every weekend where, you know, there is a chance anybody can, you know, take a podium.
12: Well, for sure. I mean, obviously – you know, you take all those opinions uh, and and try and build the best track. You know clearly, you know when you have Brian Deegan saying we need more dirt and you know, <laughs> Scott wants you know more tarmac and whatever benefits them, right? Yeah, uh, is it, what we always hear and everyone uh, wants to say we need to make changes here. But what is interesting, you you talk about this, this group of drivers and you know we alluded to earlier the, the lights class and Sarah. What, what's what's neat is there's this young group of of really talented drivers that are starting to choose rally crosses as their their so called profession to be a racer. You know, five, ten years ago everyone would be like, you know, I want to be a NASCAR champion or an F one champion. And you're starting to hear these kids say, you know, I want to be a I want to be a GRC champion and they're grooming themselves to to be rally cross racers and and they're starting to make the appearance um, in the supercar class, which is exciting. I mean, you know, Cabot, who was our, our our lights champion last year announced he's gonna be with Herda and, you know, you know, Mitchell DeYoung young who obviously won the lights class, he just won you know, the the ice racing championship in Sweden. So to have some California kid go into the the heart of, of Rallycross and go there and win a, a championship on ice, which obviously he doesn't grow up around, is, yeah. is really good for us. And it, it's neat to see that these kids are developing into – to actually rallycross racers and not trying to apply their driving skills to rallycross.
5: Yeah. So, uh, what? what uh, obviously, we only got a minute or two left, but uh, 2017, uh, you know, what, uh, what kind of announcements can we expect the next couple of weeks? What are we, a uh, month and a half uh, out from uh, the season kickoff?
12: Yeah, we're, we're 45 days out. We've announced about half of our venues where the tickets have gone on sale. Um, we have another one Thursday. Next week, everyone will hear about what Canada um, will be, which I'm really excited about. I mean, we, we both know that there's rabid fans uh, yeah. up in that area, and I expect that one um, to, to go off. But, you know, we, we still haven't he- heard our announcement from from Honda's lineup, and you know, the Honda Red Bull team lineup, and a few more teams. So, um, as we get closer and closer on a weekly basis, we want to make sure that we, we, we keep awareness up and, and keep providing uh, new details uh, for all the fans, right? And then, like I said, Memphis being a new venue, um, we're, we're excited to kick it off there.
5: Yeah, it's uh, I, I. Memphis, I saw that and I go, oh, man, what an awesome place to go and bring you know Red Bull GRC to. I think it's it's going to be a home run for everybody. Uh, definitely looking forward to that one, and I, I don't know. I'm just excited for the whole series this year. I feel like there's a lot of momentum pushing you know GRC's way, and uh, I think this is going to be a banner year for the series.
12: No, I'm I'm excited. I think I think there's really big things to come. Uh, not only this year, but into 18 too. So. <laughs> Um, And before we get out of here, I do want to thank you, Jim, not only for the show, but all your projects and and the platform you provide for all these series that don't normally get national recognition. You know, I've been around this community for for quite some time, especially my years at Red Bull, and, and it's neat to to see, you know, platforms like this grow and, and, and these communities uh, really growing.
5: Yeah, well, you know, and I, I, you know, I think it's, you know, th- there's so many amazing, talented athletes and drivers and, and brands within these things, you know, w- within the series and the culture and um, you know, I think it was one of those things when I launched the show, everybody said, yeah, I can't be done. And I go, well, look, I said, if you combine everybody, I said, I think we've got such a, a big following that I said, I think it could work. And, you know, and, and it has, and I, I, I've just been fortunate to be able to work with some amazing people to help me grow this thing and, and give a voice to all these motorsports that, you know, aren't quote nascar you know and it's uh it's been kind of cool to see you know the series like grc grow from uh very small the first year and three small rounds to uh you know this you know this massive series that everybody wants to be a part of so um
12: know, that's great yeah really great i mean hey we're we, we hope to continue growing and you know like i said uh i, I expect this year to be be really good so let's uh, hopefully get you out to a few
5: yeah absolutely man well I, i'm looking forward to getting out to a few of them for sure and uh yeah we'll uh, we'll definitely have to chat but uh um yeah thanks a lot colby i appreciate the time my friend and uh, we'll definitely have to do it uh, do it again around uh, around race time
12: let's do it man thank you be good
5: all right thanks a lot colby all right, that was Colby Re- Rodriguez with Red Bull Global Rallycross. So we're going to take a short break, wrap things up, and we come back from the break.
14: When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around
3: you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back.
14: At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford.
3: You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five.
14: If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063.
10: 800 957 6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800 957 6063.
15: 800 957 6063. Rebuild or replace transmission $3,200. Anti lock brake system $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine $2,400. expensive covered car repairs monthly payments are very affordable get your free quote now call toco at 800-222-2313 that's 800-222-2313 800-222-2313 cancellation fee may apply subject to eligibility not available in missouri and washington waiting period and deductible apply coverage provided and administered by Tech corporation or its affiliates not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions
4: hi i'm dr robert Clapper, chief of orthopedic surgery at cedars-sinai medical group in los angeles california Blue Goo a try, call one 330 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is one 330 If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com.
5: Now available at select big five stores near you. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here, wrapping things up on yet another edition of your favorite Action Motorsports radio show. Uh, awesome show today. Amy Hood and I, lots of time to catch up. Also, Joe Duncan from TerraCross. Sarah Price uh, on the line, uh, talking Red Bull GRC lights testing and uh, her plans. And Colby Rodriguez, getting to the bottom of what's happening with Red Bull GRC in 2017. Definitely solid, solid lineup. Don't forget to tune into Project Action. Every Thursday's dropping on Podcast One. I uh, got another show coming at you. Don't know who my guest is going to be this week. It'll be a nice surprise for you guys. But another solid one coming at you there on Project Action. Gotta give a shout out to Polaris Razor, General Tire, Subaru, Casey Highlights, Gibson Exhaust, Dirtfish, Impact, Terracross, and the Blue Otter Resort and Casino. Give me a follow at Jim Beaver 15 on all forms of social media. Amy Hood is at Amy Hood 71. Don't forget to rate, review, to subscribe to Project Action. And, uh, you know, going up to Dirtfish Rally School, use that co- coupon code JB Dirtfish for 15% off classes. Got uh, Supercross coming up, UTV World Championship. Got a little Rally America in the 100-acre wood. We're starting to get into full swing of things. Got Formula Drift coming up, Red Bull Global Rallycross. Going to be one heck of a springtime. Looking forward to it. We'll be back next week here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. In the meantime, be safe. And as always, game on.